Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. All right, as hear me out on this and let me know what you think. Is it entirely possible that the people, you know, at Lucasfilm or Disney, one guy accidentally ordered red Stormtrooper stuff? Like, he clicked the wrong (laughs) button, and he ordered, like, you know, a thousand, you know, or, like, ten thousand of these things. And they're like, uh, okay, we gotta go. Like, here, here, here's out. There's shit troopers it's a new thing you're gonna love it and they're just really covering up for a mistake (laughs) dude i can totally see that that guy was like i am i am screwed i am screwed first day on the job like he meant yeah right it's kind of like you got white and then you got black for like the you know the dark troopers and then he accidentally clicked red or something yeah and like walked away from his computer right (laughs) and and, 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 yeah the the guy who's producing it or the the the, um yeah the the creators are like really they want red like okay i mean that it's it is kind of crazy right i is that just a money grab are there actually going to be sith troopers in this movie i mean oh i think so like can we talk about that for a second so like why i mean Mm -hmm. why well that's why i brought it up so that we'd talk about it for a second okay why i don't know why like okay so who hires or who created this the sith trooper you know what i mean like are we i mean Story wise, I'm my guess is it has it's probably an elite group, kind of like the Praetorian Guards were, right? Because mm-hmm. the Praetorian Guards wore that red kind of armor as well. That's my guess. Yeah, but I legitimately think it would be hilarious if they had to do it because it was like a big accident. I mean, yeah, that would be that'd be great. Like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> oh man. Like, they're getting ready to order toys, you know, and the guy's sitting there, and, you know, he gets a phone call and hits the wrong button. Yeah. It's kind of like sometimes you send an email you didn't mean to. Like, oh, shit. Right, right, right. Like, who, who is that? Yeah, that guy's going to come out later and, and just be like, he'll, he'll write a whole book on, on the what he thought was a catastrophe, ends up being this big deal, you know. Right. You know. I mean, I think they look kind of I think they look kind of cool. Yeah, they, they do. I mean, I, I was wondering sort of like, if they're going to be in this movie, are they hunting down a Sith? I mean- 
are they Sith troopers that are controlled by a Sith? And they're part of a, some, a Sith garrison that is run by a Sith Lord? Or is their job to mm-hmm. hunt down, you know, a, the Sith? Right? I just don't get... I, I don't know. Mm, I, just, I don't know. I think, the, I, think it's, I think they're probably an elite group. Kind of like Inferno Squad or, you know... Um, Republic commandos or, or or you know stuff stuff like that. I think I think that's probably more what they are. Yeah, I just wonder like what's their job then? I mean, you would in some relationship they have to be why call them Sith troopers, you know? Like I don't know. I think they're Palpatine's elite guard, man. So so they're more working for the Sith, not like against them. Right. Yeah, okay. Okay. I mean, my thing though. Here's a question for you: What do you have to do in order to become an elite stormtrooper? Oh, like, yeah. hit hit. You know, I mean, because the regular stormtroopers can't hit anything any of the right. time. So, do you just have to be able to hit like one thing out of every hundred shots, and that gets you into you know the dark trooper status, and then you hit two things out? How right. many shots does have stormtroopers actually made? Wait, well, yeah. I mean, that, that's. Uh... Yeah, one, like how many licks does it take, right, for them to... How many uh, shots two, does it take to be promoted? <laughs> uh, yeah, how many shots does it take to actually hit something when you're a stormtrooper? Wow. You know, if we, what if we went back and we did, like, a you know, like a rewatch of, of 4, 5, and 6, and we're like, that guy's promoted, that guy's promoted, that mm-hmm. guy's promoted, you know, because mm-hmm. they make their shot. Or would we even say that? I, I actually don't know. Do they ever land a shot? I don't know. That's the question. I mean, they definitely they definitely land someone there. You know, the TIE pilots do. They definitely make some yeah. shots. Yeah. It seems like in space, it, se- it seems to be a lot easier to kill people. Right. You know, um, I was just reading, finishing up that uh, uh, last Thrawn book and the, uh, the Heir to the Empire, just kind of getting ready to, for me to finish up the new Thrawn trilogy. And it's funny because in that, they're on this planet called uh, Wayland. And, and, and like on, on, on Wayland, the, 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 the troopers are like elite. Like, I mean, like it's, it's crazy. They have such standoffs with these stormtroopers you're like wow where was that like they're they're so nervous about two stormtroopers and it's just it's just kind of funny so Mm -hmm. in the books but hey man i'm excited i think they're i think they're pretty cool i bet i bet however we will see ray and kylo ren kill some of these troopers so yeah will they be killing them together is that you're saying like oh definitely okay yeah okay all right well all right way uh, let's. Uh, so in the relay station here, that was kind of a part of the relay station. We wanted to talk a little about the Sith Troopers, but uh, San Diego Comic Con happened uh, last week, so we wanted to talk about just some of the biggest uh, news that came out of that, if you will. I know, uh, really, the biggest news is uh, Picard, right? That was. Hey, man, it looks great. I'm just gonna go ahead and say. I mean, you know, I'm not really. We've talked about Star Trek a little bit, I think, um, but you and I aren't really like super Trekkies, right? But I will say, I did watch the trailer, and it looked pretty cool. Man, Disney uh, announced, like, 80 Marvel movies in the next, like, 10 months. Yeah. So that seemed interesting. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, Padme, Natalie Portman, right? She's she's back it back at it, right? Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, she's going to play the female version of Thor, which will be cool. Dang. So that's cool. Anyways, um, yeah, so there was other news. Oh, the, what, what we said earlier before the show was the biggest news, right? I mean, the biggest news out of, out of San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, we were talking about off, off the air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Brandon Ruth returning to play Superman in uh, an episode of Supergirl. Yeah, um, sign me up for that. I will say, Superman Returns, very underrated movie. Come on. Very underrated yeah, movie. Yeah, it is. 
It is. So we, we love you and I really enjoyed that that version of, mm-hmm. of Superman. I loved yeah. it. I loved it. Yeah. I'm disappointed they didn't bring it back. I'm actually a huge Superman fan, so when I saw that, I was sort of like, "What? Like, oh, this is this is amazing." I love Tom Welling, uh, so I was kind of always rooting for him to come back uh, and play Superman. But he's been doing it for ten ten years, mm-hmm. yeah, ten seasons or so. They're so. they're doing a Batman Beyond remaster of the old Batman Beyond uh, cartoon, which was really cool. Really? And I will say. Yeah, um, Batman Beyond. It was a. It was. It was cool. It kind of follows the animated series, Batman the animated series. You know, yeah. It's in the future. It's a new guy playing Batman. But uh, if you've never seen the Batman Beyond movie, uh-huh. it's like an animated movie. It's obviously uh, Mark Hamill comes back to play the Joker, and once I mean Mark Hamill as the Joker is always great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's awesome. Wow. Ah, uh, well, okay, so all of that was other, you know, other news there. That, there was even more, you know, at, uh, at Comic-Con. It's always always a good time, uh, always lots of new mm-hmm. juicy stuff. But in the Star Wars verse here, uh, we got a couple big things that, that, um, that dropped. One mm-hmm. thing, I don't know if this was actually at, if this was at Comic-Con or not, so I'm going to save this. I, w- I want to talk about Rise of Skywalker, and I want to talk about what Kevin Smith said about the set and the last scene, so I'm going to save this here. Uh, I pulled up a sci-fi uh, article just kind of covering everything that took place there and the big pieces that came out. Of it. I guess there was a Vader Immortal Episode 2, that's sort of the virtual reality series uh, that people were kind of talking about. There was a panel for that at Star Wars Celebration, and I honestly am just, like, not that interested in it. So um, I, I didn't really – yeah, I'm just, I'm just not right. into it. So. Uh, sorry to disappoint everyone there. I know people, people are. I just – that virtual reality, man, it's just – it's not my thing, you know. It's it's too real. Hey, it's okay. Too real, man. It's too real. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, but anyways, I guess it was exciting. Some really cool stuff happened there, and, and people were uh, all stoked about it. So you had that. Uh, some new Star Wars toys came out. Uh, so that was kind of cool. We had some some neat stuff there. The uh, Gal- uh, Galaxy of Adventures. You know that sort of that um, uh, YouTube kind of show where they've been. That animation, that new like short little mm-hmm. minis. It looks really cool. Yeah, it looks really really cool. Yeah, I I I've actually I thought it looked kind of like a joke at first, and then they just, they keep doing it. They're retelling the story, and it's like the super short condensed version. Not a joke. Not a joke. It is not a joke. It's not a joke at all. Uh, so they had some cool uh, figures there. Then the Hasbro had this like hyper real Darth Vader uh, that came out, which was mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, some some photos there of that. Uh, there was news on the. Hotel and some other cool things too, but the big news was the um, you know from Ben to Ren, you know going around. Charles Soule kind of wrote this um, he's, he, this uh, the rise of Kylo Ren coming out in December, so it's like yeah, a, it looks really cool. Yeah, four issue Marvel series. It, it looks epic. I mean, did, you saw the cover, um, Matt. What, 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 what do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be super cool because I think that we're going to get Ben Demption. So I think we're going to wow. get some backstory on on Luke and that conflict in Luke's temple and um, him training Kylo Ren and, and, and what that all was. So we're going to get a lot of that backstory there. I think it's – I'm going to get it. I'm excited. Yeah, it's 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 cool. I was wondering, so they say December. I mean, I'm guessing that's going to come hear- out. Uh, that's that's a before or is it after? is it going to be a comic series is it going to be a run or is it like a standalone comic or look they just say four issue marvel mini series so okay 
because the last one I bought was the DJ comic, and it was incredibly disappointing. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, no, this is. I mean, the, be... it wasn't. It wasn't that it was bad. It was just there's like didn't tell us anything. It was just kind of like here's like I mean it just it didn't get. We were expe- hoping to get some shred of who this guy is, and we didn't get anything. Well, hey, so maybe that's, kinda, maybe that's because he's going to be in the new movie, play a big role or something. We don't know. Oh, I think I think he has to be. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. So, I don't know. It looks exciting. We're getting more um, detail on the Knights of Ren, uh, which I think has been very lacking, and, and so it would be kind of cool to see. I, I The big question for me has been, always been, like, are, did he recruit these guys? Were these guys at Luke's Temple or something? What's the what's the deal there, right? So. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, I... I think it's probably fallen Jedi that were in training is that they were, I think to me in the Knights of Ren, once Kylo turns, once people found out that Luke Skywalker almost just killed this young, you know, Jedi in training Mm -hmm. that they may all have, have kind of lost hope. And then, and then they all kind of turned to the dark side. Yeah, so you're saying maybe he went back in and persuaded some of them, like, Luke just tried to kill me. Yeah. Yep. Right? And you know what's crazy about that is is if that's the case, he could have, if they could have sensed whether he actually believed that. He may have really believed that, you know? And it's all about perception, right? He's coming out of a, a stupor or out of a sleep or whatever and doesn't have the full, you know, all, all, all the pieces or, or the context. So... Maybe when they go in there and they they evaluate what Ben is telling them, like it's very unlikely that Ben Solo is going to rush in there and say, "My uncle, Luke, just tried to kill me." So yeah, I mean that could be. Who knows? So yeah, there'll be some, hopefully, some cool tie into that. I don't know. Maybe it's just all about the Knights of Ren, and they're not they're going to jump right in there somewhere and talk about their adventures. But I hope we get the tie into his early training and and some of what what happened. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm with you. Yeah. So, really cool stuff there. That looks like a lot of fun. And that was, for me, the biggest takeaway uh, from Comic Con. I didn't really have anything else here um, coming out. Oh, there was the the Kevin Smith thing. I, I just want to mention this. I, this has been kind of mentioned in, in other places. Um, he was doing an interview with uh, IGN, and they were talking just about his time on, on, on set and how J.J. had invited him there and you know said that he could come out after his cancer and stuff like that or whatever it was, or heart attack, was it? Something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he, he comes out to the set, and everyone is talking about this certain, like, um, I don't know what it was, like a scene, I think, or like, the, like the, or like a, maybe it was an actual set uh, there at Pinewood Studio, and it's like... So, they were all raving about it. And so he goes to JJ and kind of asks whether, you know, hey, where's, where's that cool set? And I need to go look at it. And JJ basically tells him, don't go look at it. Don't see it. You'll want to see it in theaters because it's the last, the last scene. It's the last, like, shot, I guess, of the whole thing. And it just, I guess this last scene, it just, whatever it is, uh, it kind of, everything comes together perfectly. He said, I think he said it would melt your face, right? Yeah, was it? Yeah, like it would. Yeah, melt your mind. He said, "Yeah, melt your mind." Yeah, it, it'll melt your mind, and it's sort of like, what is that? What could that be? It, I, we don't know, and it's just 
so crazy to think about because he, he was such a huge fan. He was emotional. Everyone was, was emotional about it. There were people who were working on the crew and who, once they got the details on the set and they started building it, um, who had told him that, like, we wish we could unsee it. We wish we could unsee and not know that this was here. And, so no, they wouldn't be spoiled. Yeah, and so they could, go, they could go watch it and see how it was. But they know something that is so, like, mind-blowing that uh, – so I don't know. I, I'm thinking to myself, what could be that mind-blowing? Right at the end, where it's something takes us back. Is it the binary sunset? Is it, is it, or we back on Tatooine? Is it something like that? I mean, that's just that, that's not really a set, right? You're just out on. So, so what could they build, Matt? What could they have built that would be, that would take us to a location that would blow our minds? You know? Yeah, I don't know, man. Something on Tatooine or. Ooh, I don't know. Something, eh, maybe Endor. Maybe maybe we go back to Endor and it ends on on Endor. Yeah, I don't know because I really started to think about it and I was just like, a lot of those are are you got like locations and stuff. And I know they still build like sets inside of uh you know wh- wherever they're at location wise, but I'm just like, it sounds like they built something that we're instantly going to recognize it and it's going to melt our minds and we're not going to know what to do. So I'm wondering, is like, is it like a throwback to you know? the start of episode four or something, you know, are we, are we, is there going to be some crazy, I don't know. I just have no clue. And I, I, I it, it just keeps force goes to heaven force. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so anyways, that was cool. It's cool to see his enthusiasm and see how excited he is about this, um, about this movie and to hear that like people like Daisy Ridley and, and John Boyega are kind of like, it's, it's good. They're coming out like, you know, in the last Jedi, I've said this before. They were sort of like, "It's different. It's different, and it's gonna be. It's gonna. It's it, it'll it'll challenge Star Wars fans." But in the Rise of Skywalker, they're just saying, "It's it's epic. That's all there is to it. It's an epic Which is adventure. Great. That's all we. Need. That's all I want. Yeah. Hear. And so we're hearing a completely different, you know, uh, type of. We're getting a different type of vibe from the cast and the crew. So I'm excited. Really excited for that. Incoming transmission. Oh boy. Okay. Um, I think it's time to move on here. So uh, in today's episode, we've got origin stories, origin stories, and origin stories. We've got a lot. We've got some. We got mm-hmm. a lot of transmissions coming in. Yeah, we do. So we're excited for that. Um, we've got stuff going on. Uh, our Discord server is blowing up. We're we're really you know appreciating everybody getting in there. We've got origin stories there, uh, theories. People are talking. I was surprised I got in here, and Clone Wars is is like very much being discussed on our discord server so that's cool a whole channel dedicated to clone wars that people were- yeah like, hey you know a lot of people a lot some we've had we've heard some people say clone wars is their favorite thing yeah yes exactly so i was like oh, that's really that's interesting so um we have literally zero conversation about the rise of skywalker so it's kind of funny i think part of hyperspace has been that nostalgia and going back to what you love and finding a piece of star wars that you enjoy uh, making it known here, and then finding people to connect with—that's the whole goal, I think, for Matt and I. So, yeah. Um, okay, so with that, let's uh, let's let's hop in here. We'll have some more. We got some stuff on Twitter. We got some stuff on Facebook. So make sure you're joining in uh, on those groups. But we've got uh, our first, and actually, this first one is not necessarily a um, origin story. It is more of an insider. We, we have, we, you know, Mike Zero has his insiders. Okay. He's he's yeah. got his people. I don't know who his insiders are. Okay, I he either ha- I, I I just don't know. No, right? 
Yeah, it, it, I'm. I'm. Wor- well, I was. I'm kind of under the impression that uh, he's, you know, working for for Lucasfilm. Like they straight up have him as a, as a front man, uh, sending everybody all over the place. So that's what I was thinking. But uh, for us, though, we've got uh, Charles Sarabian, and he he sent in basically just. Um, we were talking. Remember, we were talking about that that um, our favorite scene and the way it was shot and cinematography and, and like sort of the production of film. Uh, I think it was a mm-hmm. couple episodes yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So, um, so Charlie just kind of said that uh, he had first heard us. He's been a longtime fan of, of Bend the Knee uh, Up, and then he used to listen to our other project, uh, which shall go unnamed. Uh, <laughs> he, he sent us a couple different uh, emails there about meditation and visions, which are really cool. I love to talk about the Force and Jedi meditation and stuff like that. So anytime I can talk about the Force, I just love it, and I could go all day long. So, But uh, he loves the new podcast and the energy uh, that we both have here. So he said, you guys mentioned maybe having someone on the show who has experience in the film industry. And so this is our guy. I mean, he actually has uh, some experience. He went to film school, focused on screenwriting, uh, worked in the production side for a bit, and, and different things. So I just wanted to kind of give him a shout-out here and, and mention that um, you'll mention him. And, and we may actually... Uh, bring him on and, and, and talk about some of what maybe uh, he knows or, or what it looks like on on the other side of this. Uh, he actually he was a part of a, a production company. Let's see. Um, uh, my boss is an executive producer as well as a uh, literary manager, so we represent novelists and screenwriters uh, and help to get their stuff produced. We actually represented one writer, uh, Paul David, uh, who wrote a series of kids' Star Wars books that sold almost $6 million copies wow so yeah i definitely want to i definitely want to talk uh to to charles so yeah we'll we'll reach out to him and uh maybe maybe get him on the show and and and, and talk he does some ghost writing screenwriting and different things himself so i think that's a really cool uh, perspective to have so mike zero hear this my friend we have our own people all right who know a thing or two all right mm-hmm. so get ready <laughs> And they're not made up, okay? I got the email to prove it. Anyways, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, by the way. Everybody knows I love Mike. I actually I actually sent Mike an email, by the way. I sent mm-hmm. Mike Zero. We did. Yeah. We did. I reached out to him. He's a busy guy, and I literally said, you are always welcome on this show, and I would love to dish. I yeah. would love to see how long pop, I could. Pop, pop a bear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you remember? I don't know. If, if you ever watched... Uh, do you ever watch Stephen Colbert's old show, The Colbert Report? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so the big he had like a big ongoing joke that he was going to get Bill O'Reilly on. Yeah. Uh, and he like it was for, like he went. On, I think it went on for like over a year, and he would kept calling him Papa Bear. Like you know, I just want to get him on, and then he finally did, and so that was like right. a big deal. But right, yeah, yeah. That that'll be our yeah. That sounds great. He'll be the guy mm-hmm. we're always trying to get on. So one of these days, mm-hmm. one of these maybe when the Star Wars news calms down. Because apparently there's a lot going yeah. on that we don't. Well, that's never going to happen. We don't know. What was the one I sent you today? Do you have it on your? Um... Oh my god, I don't know. Did you send it to me a text message? Like, here, I, I think. Yeah. Um, Ray is Kenobi's granddaughter in the Rise of Skywalker. Leaked hints. So right. they're you know, and then some some of these titles are just like, you know, some of these titles are like the five things you know how it could happen, like the, it could happen. That's a lot of uh, speculation on possible things. I, I I'm here for the facts, okay? The cold hard facts. Right. I know. I know how it could happen. The hints. 
that will be left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's it's wild. It's wild. So, um, but anyways, yeah, okay. So we have, let's move on here, though. We have another uh, origin story here, and this is from Matt Lightcaster. So okay, now it's just, now it's getting confusing. Yeah, yeah. Now we're now we're confused. <laughs> so I'm gonna have uh, actually to make it more confusing, I'm gonna have Matt Starwin go ahead and uh, take this one here. Okay, my name is Matt Lightcaster, and I'm sending you this transmission from my ship, the Stargazer. Uh, I wanted to share my Star Wars origin story with you because it's a little different. My first experience with Star Wars was not with the movies or the books or shows or video games. When I was a child in the late 80s, my family went to visit my father's aunt for Thanksgiving, and they lived about 45 minutes away from Disneyland. My father had been a Star Wars fan since seeing it in theaters on day one in 1977, and he wanted to share his love and appreciation for the Star Wars universe with me by taking me on the brand new Star Tours ride. And he uh, waited to board the Star Speeder 3000. I was amazed by C-3PO, R2-D2, and the other droids performing maintenance on our ship. We buckled in, ready to blast off on a trip to Endor, but instead we ended up in the middle of a space battle. I was immediately hooked, and for the rest of the day at Disney, all I could think about was this awesome adventure. Uh, then when we turned my aunt, all, all I could talk about was Star Wars. My aunt told me to go tell my cousin about it because he opened up his closet and pulled out three ships, which I now know to be the Millennium Falcon, a TIE Fighter, and an X-Wing, as well as a dozen or so action figures. We played Star Wars for the rest of the trip. Fast forward a few years, and though I own many toys, uh, due to me, I had still not seen any of the movies. My family was on another vacation, and my father and I were... Um, were the first few awake. The movie was playing on the TV in the cabin, and my parents had rented, and I sat and watched it with my father. The movie was Empire Strikes Back. We watched it in its entirety, and I fell in love all over again. As soon as we got over my trip, my father and I marathoned episodes four through six. Since then, I've seen every Star Wars movie in theater with my father uh, opening weekend, including re-releases of the original movies in the 90s. Uh, I have read many of the books, played many of the video games, and watched all of Rebels and Clone Wars. Star Wars is a huge part of my life and also a huge part of my bond between my father and I and a big part of my adult friendship with my dad, and I am glad he was able to share something so awesome with me. Uh, To answer some other questions the podcast posts to its listeners, my favorite movie is Return of the Jedi. My favorite character is Obi-Wan Kenobi. My son, Ben, is even named after the Jedi Master. (laughs) As well as Ben Solo, great, uh, you know, yeah, great, great name. Uh, and my favorite scene is the first scene I ever watched: the Battle of Hoth and the Empire Strikes Back. Thanks for the work you put into this podcast. I enjoy listening every week. Sincerely, Matt Lightcaster. Wow, wow. I mean, that's a that's an interesting kind of unique, you know, origin story. Just the way mm-hmm. not seeing the films, not falling in love with it first there. And that 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 shows you how big Star Wars is actually, and just how it's how how it was growing back in the day and expanding. You know, the EU and, and everything that you could get into, the rides, the games, all that stuff is just that's that's another level. And, and it is cool to have that sort of you know someone, a friend, a family member, someone who you can bond with, and and really enjoy watching the movies with, and have that you know joke about it, or or go with someone to to the movies and have that that shared experience. I think that's. That's awesome. I really like Matt Lightcaster, and here's why. I mean, Return of the Jedi, favorite, favorite movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I, I wrote the second half of this. Uh, my, my favorite character, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I, have, I have also thought about naming my future son, Ben, as well. So, 
Jiminy Christmas. It's awesome. I also watched uh, The Empire Strikes Back first. So we got a lot in common. Yeah, I, you know, and I've also considered naming my future first son Darth Vader. I, right. I think it's a great I think it's a great name. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That's that's neat. So uh, so welcome. You know, we're getting to know uh, our, our, our listeners and, and these folks are in the Facebook group and participating there. So uh, this is really cool, guys. This is why you send in the origin story. Uh, so so, yeah. All right. Let's see here. We have next up. Ah, our good friend. We've got uh, Jedi Master Adam Dyson is here. Mm-hmm. So we participate a lot with uh, with Adam on on Twitter. Twitter, yeah, he's he's a big Twitter guy. Uh, he's, he's we actually have a, a Twitter kind of question from him later. We'll we'll cover. Oh, cool. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, one of his. If you want to read, what's cool about the Discord server, by the way, is a lot of these guys who have posted there or you know have sent us their story some of them are posting it you know kind of editing it tweaking it a little bit and then um posting it in the discord server so you can go back and kind of read and reconnect you know names to story and make that connection which i think is i think is 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 really neat so here we go um back in the day uh, i was only a child um i was an only child to a single mother who always tried to find ways to keep a young padawan entertained it's not easy. Uh, I have my own daughters now. Okay, well. Um, but but one day, she hired Return of the Jedi VHS. Yeah, good hire right there. That'll keep a young Padawan entertained, for sure. Um, at the time, I had no idea what Star Wars was, and as it wasn't Pokemon, I didn't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, wow. <laughs> but that night, she set me down. Put my Game Boy on the fridge, made popcorn, and we watched Episode 6 together. Even now, I remember how truly magical it was and how happy it made me feel just watching it. However, what truly uh, stuck with me was Darth Vader turning on his master to save his son. Wow. Uh, Remember, uh, no dad kid right here. Wow. Uh, I was blown away. A bad guy turned hero. So, uh, being a 90s brat, the prequel trilogy became my Star Wars era. Qui-Gon equals the Jedi. uh, And Revenge of the Sith became the only movie to this day I have seen more than once in the cinema. Eight times, thanks to to Mom. (laughs) Uh, Though I think she just wanted me out of the house for a little quiet time, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Adam sounds like a rascal. Um, Anakin's fall to the dark side uh, kicks me... Uh, right in the feels every time and uh, because of my first experience was his redemption and the return to the light side it always will and that makes a lot of sense you know seeing the turn first being connected that way and having that reaction uh, just with his you know um, you know not having a father and and things like that in his life that's that's huge I bet that is very impactful Uh, if you haven't Mm -hmm. already gathered Anakin uh, the OG Skywalker in all forms is my favorite, or is my Star Wars. Uh, every time I play Jedi challenges with my eldest, uh, and it uh, and it says the lightsaber included is Rey's, I get visibly annoyed and correct the VR game out loud. Good, you should absolutely. <laughs> uh, as I said on the on the Twitterverse, if a Force Ghost Annie shows up in Episode Nine, I will break down in the cinema because I will have. No shame. <laughs> uh, anyways, Perfect. yeah, that's good. I, that I think uh, I, I think Matt will as well. Uh, we're really 
rooting for an Anakin Force ghost. So that's my origin story. May the Force be with you uh, as it is with me. Wow. So cool. So cool. Um, yeah, man. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, thanks, guys. This podcast is a shining example of what Star Wars fandom can be, should be. Uh, friendly, insightful, and just plain fun. Well, you know what? That's exactly what we're going for, and I'm glad uh, that Adam, you know, en- enjoys it. So, uh, good. He's a, a Jedi, Jedi Master, by the way. Mm-hmm. Hey. No joke. I mean, did the council prove that, or? Right. <laughs> well, or did, yeah, or did Anakin take <laughs> out the council so he wouldn't have to worry about being a Jedi Master anymore, right? Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Uh, hashtag Anakin. Well, we have one, I think we have one more... Uh, we have one more origin story, but then we also have a a, a question from Adam Dyson. Do you want to do you want to read that from the Twitter now, or do we? Yeah, yeah, do let's do that. The... Let's do that. Okay, so he posed a question to us on Twitter, saying something to ponder: Why doesn't Ben Solo have the distinctive dark side yellow eyes? He says the light is ever present. Uh, and then um, Jedi Nap or Jed Nap, as he goes on in, in our Facebook group, um, he, he responded and said, I believe because he is not a Sith in the extended universe, his jagged lightsaber blades would indicate that his training is incomplete. Maybe because he hasn't had the full proper like training, meaning the full Sith training. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's this is a good question, because one of the things. Uh, quick tie-in to the EU is, you know, Darth um, Darth Kytus, when he was turning to the dark side, yeah, that was a big thing, that you looked for that feature of the yellow eyes. We see it with, um, it's something, especially in the... An- Anakin. Yeah, with, with... Anakin in episode three. Yeah, with, with, with Anakin, and then later on, you know, like, it's... Gosh, in Clone Wars and in Rebels, it's like a big deal. Like, they really try to, to mm-hmm. hone in on... The fact that they have those yellow eyes, they're kind of glowing yellow eyes, and that's the indication that they've, you know, um, that the dark side is in them, if you will. So that's a really interesting point. I I don't know. I've never focused too much on it, and I don't even know that that I really noticed at first that Anakin's eyes had changed. Other than that, I just thought he was more intense, and that he was. Um, Losing it a little bit. I, I I didn't really make a connection until I started reading and I started doing all this uh, research that that was a that was an an indicator. And you know the other thing we were talking about the Sith trooper at the start of the show. Um, they made a big deal. Pablo Hidalgo and all these guys from Story Group. I thought they were mentioning leading into the Last Jedi that there were no Sith. That Snoke is not a Sith. Um, he's not a Sith Lord. And if you look at his eyes. Right. If you look at his eyes, weren't they blue? Weren't they like bright blue? I think. Yeah, I'm pulling. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, they're kind of. Yeah, they're kind of blue. Yeah, they're. Yeah. So, they're not. They're not yellow. So I wondered if maybe they just drifted away from that. You, you know how like midichlorians kind of went away. I wonder if it's something they just sort of said. You know what? We we that can be maybe one indicator. You know what I mean? It's sort of like that's one tell. It's not the tell. Let's say if they. Ha- if they have, excuse me, if they have yellow eyes, that's something we got to consider. But there could be other things that might indicate uh, the dark side, if you will. But it was like a big deal. Like, everyone was saying that there are no Sith in The Last Jedi and that Snoke was something different. Uh, so I don't. Well, I mean, uh, you know, Palpatine's eye. Palpatine is a Sith Lord, yep. right? But his eyes don't really change to yellow until he has. Uh, you know, done the force lightning against Mace Windu. That's when his eyes change. 
So, I mean, he's he's technically a Sith Lord, and he clearly understands the power of the dark side and how to use it. But it's not until he really pushes himself with the dark side powers before his eyes change to yellow. Yeah, it, it, that's what I kind of mean is that maybe it's something that can kind of come and go. You know, as you draw on the dark side, maybe that's an effect, an after effect or something. Mm-hmm. Because you would think that would have shown when he's raging out at Luke. I'm talking about Ben here, Kylo Ren. When he's raging out at Luke in The Last Jedi there on Crate, But it doesn't happen. It, it you, We don't really get any major yeah, I th- change in the eyes. I think, it, yeah, I think it also may be you have to push yourself through the Force. Mm-hmm. In order, in order to do it as as well, like we see with Palpatine, and we don't really see Kylo Ren use any anything, you know, any kind of very powerful um, techniques in the Force. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I also don't believe that Darth Tyrannus, Count Dooku's eyes are yellow either, are they? Uh, no, no, they're not. So it's one of those things that they can turn yellow, right? Your eyes could suddenly turn yellow, uh, and that could just mean that you you've I think it's I think it's one of those things where you've just drawn in too much power and you you've given in to your emotions and um, you're heavily drawing on the dark side of the force, maybe in, mm-hmm. in yeah I mean you could make you could make the argument that um, you know Count Dooku never really you know he's he's kind of a gray Jedi he's not really a Sith, um, but you know I mean we see Palpatine go I mean almost I you know I think he almost dies fighting. Mace Windu. He's, he has to push himself that far. Right. And I think Anakin too, I think it's such a traumatic experience where he um, goes from a Jedi to a Sith that I mean he almost kills, you know, you know he does really uh, kind of cause Padme to, to die. So I mean, I think he, it's it's such a, a, um, a physical demand in what, he, in what he's going through with his turmoil as well. Yeah. Something, so I guess um, back in 2015, um, Abrams gave this interview where they, they asked him uh, whether Kylo Ren is a Sith or not. He said, Kylo Ren is not a Sith. He works under Supreme Leader Snoke, who is a powerful figure uh, on the dark side of the Force. Because I think one of Adam's follow-up questions is going to be, okay, well, um, you know, if he th- like that's what he's kind of leading us to, right? If we don't see the dark we don't see the yellow eyes. You got this thing from Abram saying he's not really a Sith. Then what is he? You know, is he just a dark? He's just a dark Jedi. He's a fallen Jedi. Um, he's a he's a power again. Maybe as as Snoke is is listed here, a powerful figure on the dark side of the Force. Maybe it's a different order or something, or maybe it's just the Sith order has diminished and kind of fallen away. But yeah, they they don't that Ray's fight does not seem to be with the Sith. Uh, necessarily, so they were seemingly destroyed. I think that's maybe the point with the whole Anakin Skywalker defeating the Sith, right? Is that they, uh, they you're almost stealing some of his thunder if the if the Sith are still around. Well, he, you know, we we killed the the last great Sith Lord, being Palpatine, but now he's back. <laughs> so that's still the one guy we got to take out, and then the Sith are gone. Uh, so right, you know, I mean, you could also, I mean, something to think about also is in episode six return of the jedi when darth vader's mask is removed he does not have yellow eyes yeah right it, well yeah because he's back on the light side too. i mean yeah yeah but is it something that's that quick yeah i mean it is a like literally listed on wikipedia on starwars.com your eyes have a sudden turn uh the the, the eyes 
suddenly turn yellow. So kind of what happened to Palpatine and then kind of what happened to Anakin one scene, you know, later. So they can they can they can literally they cuz they can they can change that quickly. Cuz I mean obviously Anakin has yellow eyes in episode 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I don't know if that's just something that I don't they weren't thinking they weren't really thinking about yeah. when they made the first 3 movies. Yeah, I don't know that they were. So but but it is in books later on. So it's it's something. Yeah, he does. There's comics and stuff where he his like fate, his mask is cracked and he has yellow. Yeah, yeah. yellow eyes. Yeah. So, anyways, it's a really good question, and I'd love to get more you know thoughts on that. Just, I think the what what always makes me I always love to think about how it relates to like uh, episode nine, the rise of Skywalker, and and we've been talking about Ben Demption. Is he on some? Has he been on some secret journey or uh, he's had a vision in the Force, and he's doing certain things, or is it just? He down, he fell. He was a he was a fallen Jedi who now is working is will work his way back to the light side. Um, man, yeah. So great, great question there, Jedi Master uh, Dyson. Okay, cool beans. So I think we have uh, we have one more origin. We have several more stockpiled here. So I might have to see <clears throat> how we're doing on time, and we might have another another one here. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so we've got uh, Captain Tyson Graystar of the space cruiser Valhalla. Uh, I started listening to your Bend the Knee podcast, and I loved it. Uh, when you announced uh, Hangouts, the, the Hyperspace Hangout podcast, I became even more excited. Okay, so I'm talking about. Uh, my story starts uh, when I was uh, four or five years old, uh, 88 or 89, can't remember exactly. My older sister was babysitting us, and uh, her neighborhood friend came over with, his, with this movie called Star Wars. They both thought that I was not old enough to watch, so they, of course, sent me off to play while they watched. My interest being piqued by the words Star and Wars sent me on a mission. <laughs> uh, our living room had uh, the couches facing the TV and the entrance so you could walk in and sneak up to people watching TV. I remember um, clawing yeah crawling maybe on all fours yeah crawling on all four all fours and watching from behind the couch the first scene i remember seeing was the trash compactor scene okay all right um man was that so scary yet totally awesome and to be followed by darth vader and obi-wan's fight needless to say i was completely enthralled by it fast forward through my childhood i was completely in love with star wars uh toys movies dressing up for halloween you name it uh, I was from a small rural town in Idaho, population 50. Jaminy. Uh, so <laughs> as I got older, uh, being a Star Wars fan uh, and not a farmer slash hunter slash outdoorsman was not so cool, uh, so my love slowly dwindled. Okay. Um, until about the year 1998, when all the promo for Episode One started coming out. It reignited my love for Star Wars. Uh, like you guys, I remember collecting the pop cans and all the hype that was behind this new movie. Yeah, it was a big deal. All that little promo stuff. Um, I had to travel two hours to the closest movie theater that was showing it, but you bet I was there opening night. Uh, my love for the prequels prequels has grown over the years, and I love all your insight uh, to them in your podcast. After the prequels, I got in uh, into the EU stuff, reading all the books, and started playing all the games that I could get my hands on. In recent years, I have become a father and have loved being able to share my love for it with him. Uh, our favorite thing is to collect 
the the uh, the UCS Lego set and build them together. Um, we just completed the Falcon. We have enjoyed going uh, to the latest movies, seven and eight, and have enjoyed them immensely. Uh, of course, there are things that can nitpick, things that you can nitpick uh, from all of them. We just rather look and the adventure slash visual effects and the awesomeness that is Star Wars. So yeah, just paying attention to the cinematography and is it cool, did you have a good time, all that good stuff. Uh, we're excited for what uh, Episode 9 will bring and uh, we have so many different theories. Your podcast is great to listen to and we love all your input and ideas uh, and ideas that everyone brings. Excited to be a part of this Tyson Gray star. Wow. Yeah. Epic, man. It's great. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude. Wow. Yeah. So, um, really, this is this is our farm boy right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Idaho. Uh, Literally. Yeah. yeah. Dreaming about hey, the man, stars. Hey, man. I tell you what. I've driven through Idaho a handful of times. It is pretty barren. Yeah, is it? Yeah. And it's probably the closest thing you can get to Tatooine in the in the United States. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, this is really cool. I I can actually literally see him, you know, crawling up to the couch, looking over and seeing that scene. If that's the first thing, you know, that you when you're four or five years old, seeing that trash compactor scene, they're scared. They're, they're scared to death. I mean, they're about to die. And yeah. the whole like <laughs> him yell, you know, Luke's yelling at C three PO and. Uh, you know, he's sitting there. Shut them all down. <laughs> you know, it's just funny. It's funny because uh, he, he thinks he, he thinks they're dead, and it's just crazy. And then, yeah, after that, to follow up with Darth Vader versus Obi Wan, how could you not be hooked? I mean, that's getting right into the action. So, yeah, man. Okay, cool stuff. All right, let me see here. I think I actually have a few more uh, transmissions we can get to here, uh, Matt Starwind. Mm-hmm. If that's yeah, yeah, we've got yeah we've got some in the in the in the Gmail here. Um, let me go ahead and get to, um, I'm going to read one here. This is from, uh, Ryan, uh, just Captain Ryan. He says, hello guys. I am Captain Ryan, a decent, wholesome trader of legal goods. I definitely keep my nose clean and live the straight and narrow. I do not have any hidden compartments on my <laughs> ship. I followed you guys from Ben the knee. Uh, and I'm enjoying both now. I, I'm in the process of reading all the Star Wars books. I started about two years ago. I'm going in chronological order, and I've caught up to where Obi-Wan is an apprentice. This will take a long time to accomplish, but I am enjoying and learning so much. My introduction to Star Wars is probably similar to most people my age. My mother loved Star Wars. When I was old enough, she let me watch them with her. I was immediately hooked. I like them much more than the Indiana Jones movie I, I watched with her as well. Uh, anyway, says his mother passed away from cancer just before episode one came out. Um, watching the prequels when I was in high school brought me back to the Star Wars universe and allowed me to connect with her and reminded me of those good times we had when I was younger. It's the same now with the sequels. Some of my favorites, uh, Han Solo uh, for character, Han Solo and Chewie, movie Empire with Rogue One as a close second, video game, Star Wars pod racing for the N64. Um, scene, hard to choose. I will go with Chewie playing the hollow game on the Millennium Falcon. The scene at the beginning of Force Awakens when Kylo whips around and freezes Poe's blaster fire was draw-dropping the first time I saw it. Uh, I thought of a theory while listening to one of your earlier podcasts. You were discussing who will, the, who will be the villain in The Rise of Skywalker and whether Palpatine will come back. I believe you guys are correct. I think he will come back. My theory center around, centers around why he has been dormant in the first two movies. I believe he is a force ghost now and has been regaining his power and growing stronger. But while 
uh, was limited while Supreme Leader Snoke was in power. Uh, my thought is, once Snoke was destroyed, um, now Sidious can rise again. His power uninhibited, you know, unlimited power. Uh, I assume in thing, uh, if things can go that way, Ben will redeem himself and align with Rey to win the day and launch a new version of the Jedi, one that is more centered on balance. Enjoy the show. Keep up the good work. I am one with the Force, and the Force is with y- me. Yes, let's go. I am one with the Force, and the Force is with me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, let them pass in peace. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, so really I mean, the thoughts on Palpatine, I just I, I want to hear more and more and more of those. If you guys have, you know, thoughts as to is he actually physically back or, you know, as Captain Ryan says, is he a force ghost who has been gaining power? And maybe, yeah, maybe Supreme Leader Snoke was limiting some of that. And mm-hmm. I can't help but, I, you know, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. I don't want to get you off. Go ahead. No, no. I, I was the only the last thought was just that when he's speaking to the mask, you know, and he's saying, grandfather, show me again. It makes me think that it's. It's either Anakin or it's Palpatine. So, okay, here, here's my thought. Hear me out. So, you know, Stranger Things season is was upon us. And uh, it got me thinking about, because I also just rewatched The Last Jedi. So, hear me out. Let's say that Palpatine, whether he's a force ghost or he's kind of living on, or he's just like kind of laying there really weak, keeping himself alive through the force, Almost kind of like you and I have talked about possibly something like um, Voldemort in Harry Potter, mm-hmm. how it takes him four movies to fully come back until he can find kind of find like a host, right. and, you know, perform some kind of ritual. So in Stranger Things, um, spoilers, uh, complete Stranger <laughs> Things, spoilers. season two and season three spoilers if you haven't seen this. So at the end of season two of Stranger Things, I uh, remember Will, they get the they get the the mind flare you know, piece out of him and it just kind of flies off. And then it's because they reopen the gate to the upside down. And that's what causes the piece that was out to come back to life. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then it kind of builds and creates its own, you know, thing and, and does all of that. Mm -hmm. But it was, so it was still out there. Well, that's kind of what I think might be the situation with Palpatine. And in episode, uh, in the last Jedi episode eight, Kylo, uh, during the Snoke, Kylo Ren racing, Snoke is talking to Kylo Ren about, you know, er, and Ray about, yeah, we knew that you would come. We knew that as as Kylo Ren rose to the dark side, a an equivalent would appear the that that the light that that a uh, an, an, an enemy of the light would rise. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if Snoke is gone and Kylo Ren as you and I believe Ben Demption isn't really a Sith, isn't really a, you know, if he's not a Sith, then there is no, no, there is a Jedi in, in Ray. Yep. Um, Cause you know, Luke, Luke says, you know, you're not, you're not the last Jedi. So, I mean, I think it's safe to assume that Ray is, is, yeah. you know, air quote and, and a Jedi, an actual Jedi. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you get to decide if there's not going to be Jedi and Sith. So, if a Sith, if the dark side is then going to create, is going to need somebody to, they're going to need balance. They're going to need somebody to rise up. Well, that could be Palpatine. Yeah. That could, that could now, isn't it? I like what he's saying with Snoke being gone. 
um, if Snoke was that dark side leader uh, in the Force, well, if Palpatine's still the, the 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 true Sith that's out there, the the Force can can kind of surge around him to bring that balance up between him and him and Ray. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's yeah. If there's a if there's a void and and Snoke is gone, it it, it allows right. You know, either room for um, Kylo Ren to grow, or in, mm-hmm. in that vacuum, you've got if the essence or spirit of Palpatine is still there, uh, maybe possessing a body, if you are animating a body or even his old body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be wild. I, I I could see how that would fit into the the dialogue that was taking place in the Last Jedi. So. Yeah, because that was the big deal about, you know, and it was mentioned over and over, powerful dark, powerful light. Luke says it to Rey when he's training her, and uh, Snoke mm-hmm. brings it up again, you know, that, that the, the, the Force awakened to bring forth, um, you know, this, this light side hero because Snoke was building up the dark side and, and things. Right. Yeah, I mean, unless they can find some way to end the Force, which may be the thing that happens. I doubt it. Right, I yeah. highly, highly, highly doubt right, it. Yeah. But then the force is always going to be in this in this struggle. It's like we talk about, you know, in, in Game of Thrones, you know, they, they talk about breaking the wheel, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Or in the Wheel of Time, they talk about the wheel uh, of time, yep. you know, yep. or in or in all in all kinds of things. There's always it's it always going to be goes. spinning in yep. motion. So in, unless they can end that, unless they can they can knowingly end that. I mean, the light side we see at the end of. Um, the Last Jedi, the kid that yes. is force sensitive. Yes. So, can I? Yeah. Here, here's a little. Let me give a little uh, shout out here to Ryan Johnson. And I know everyone's tuning out right now as I say that, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm about to click <laughs> off. <laughs> I know that's happening. But um, I was a fan of the Last Jedi, and this is why I think it's it's. You have some people who are a fan of the Attack of the Clones. So whatever, you know, it it, it is what it is. Um, there's parts of, to the Last Jedi that I really like, and there's parts that you're sort of like scratching your head, like how did that get through, you know? But it is what it is. There is a part to that story that I like in, in that Snoke is almost praising Luke for going away to Ock Two, cutting himself off from the Force, so that the Force is this is <laughs> bear with me here, so that the Force is forced. To choose someone else, if that makes sense, and that it is forced to awaken in Ray, because that seemed to be when I read the novelization, and you start to. And that, I've never read a, a, a novelization until the Last Jedi. Actually, I was not really into them. I should take that back. I read parts of the Force Awakens because I was like, "Whoa, what's this? What's all this stuff with the Vision and extra things that are happening? Sexual nuggets that are in there." And Ryan Johnson's like heavily involved in the novelization. But the idea in that was that Luke, it was almost like just done in that like he felt he had made a mistake and he had he had driven um, Ben Solo to the dark side. So he cuts himself off knowing that the dark side is rising and that the force will have to balance itself out. And it's not going to be through me because Snoke believed he believed uh, that Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, would be the one to rise to meet his new apprentice or Snoke himself. And that's not the case. Luke kind of, you know, uh, makes, ensures that the Force is going to pick someone else. His time is, is done. But then, you know, the Force works in these mysterious ways and actually sends uh, Rey to Luke 
to, to so that he realizes that no, we still need a legend, and you need to go down as a legend, and that, that legend will then inspire, will spark, if you will, spark the fire that will burn the whatever first order down, you know, uh, type of thing. So that I thought was some clever writing and and, and some just to tie in with this whole rising of the light side and the dark side, if you will. But I think, as you say, Matt, they're going to have to either, like, it, it will turn into a wheel of time thing. Like, it's it's always kind of ages come and go and pass and so on, and, and the wheel continues to turn, and, um, you know, the chosen one is reborn again and all this kind of stuff. I don't know. It, it just... They're going to have to do something. And that's why people, I think, believe they're going to make this order, this new group of Jedi, or not maybe Jedi, but just Force users that are more balanced and more towards the center, I guess, and have maybe a, a code that in, that um, can keep both sides in harmony. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. I, you know, now, I mean, I'm trying to think. I think the whole balance to the Force business was, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, do they met? Do they? I don't think they say that in four or five or six. Do they? No. I don't think balance <laughs> in the force is something. No. That's a that that started in the prequels, right? Yeah. Yes, it did. Yep. Yeah. No. It's just an epic. See, I, this is what I like about JJ saying that they're in this last movie. They're getting back to just one single great epic adventure. They're going on this epic quest, and that really is what happened. In four, five, and six, it's just these great little adventures with a small team of people against these these crazy odds. Um, yeah, it, it they just barely mentioned the Jedi, the Clone Wars. You didn't know what any of that stuff was, but you're like, dang, there's some other crazy stuff going on here. A lot of history to this place. Uh, we're picking that up very quickly just through Obi Wan telling us about stuff. Right. And you're like, dang, right. what is this? In the in the Force, remember we had a couple transmissions a, a week or so ago about. The force being mystical and being more myth and legend, and us not not knowing exactly what all it could do, uh, which I think is is what's cool about the force. So when you try to put it in a box, I think it's you can try, as Master Yoda and, and the Council uh, did in the prequels, but it doesn't work, and then they limit themselves, and in a way they start trying to control the force, which is not what we should be doing. I don't think. No, I don't think we get it. I don't think we get to control the force. The force well, decides what it wants to do. And so, even what I said earlier with Luke trying to control the force, well, I'll just make the force pick somebody else. The force says, "I don't think so. We're going to send her to you physically." Yeah, yeah, and you're coming back. We still have more for you to do. And you know, Yoda's right because when Ray when Ray touches the lightsaber, mm -hmm. I mean, do you think it's? I mean, I think the force shows, hey, this is what we're going to show her. Yeah, absolutely. Because if Ray is if Ray is a nobody. Right. If Ray just if it turns out Ray just is a nobody, that's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It specifically shows her scenes about, uh, you know, Kylo Ren and yes. and Luke. And then, you know, whether whether or not um, Snoke, I set up the mind bridge and the force between you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. About, yeah, about that. right. Right. I think he just said it to be manipulative. Yeah, I, I think he knew it was there and said, I'm going to use this to my advantage. And, you know, the, the, they'll think that it was me or if I, you know, yeah. I'm with you on that. But, you, you know, you're right. It, it shows her visions of Luke and of his family. It's it's really specific to Vader and Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, Luke. Uh, she's in it as well. And so there's there's a scene with her on, on Jakku, right? But, um, yeah, it's almost like she, she, like the saber is showing her, the force is showing her 
these characters that she will need to go interact with. And she <laughs> it, it's, it's just weird. It's like we've talked about the Force being its own character, and now it's a character that resides in Rey, and it is there stirring and moving her uh, and teaching her in, that, in, in Episode 7, which is fantastic. And then it sends her to Luke where she can learn um, you know, even more, but he kind of turns her away in a sense and teaches her lessons more about uh, what it means to truly be a Jedi and what the flaws and the shortcomings of the Jedi uh, were, which I think are great lessons as well. Um, I really right. wish they would have kept that third kind of lesson in there. Maybe there's a third to come down the line. So, Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, what do you, what do you think as, mm-hmm. you know, as we're talking about the balancing of the force here? So, um, you know, when I think about the titles, right, uh, of the uh, of the movie, so you have the Phantom Menace. Okay, like that's clearly kind of a, a Sith dark side movie. The Clone Wars, like it's getting you know, um, really, I would say the that 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 one's kind of a, a win for the the good guys. Not really understanding that ultimately it's a big deception, but uh, you know, and then the third one, Revenge of the Sith. So then on the other side, you have the like kind of the light side. You have A New Hope being Luke. Empire Strikes Back. So the, the balance shifts back. And then the, then the balance shifts back again in mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi to, you know, the light side. So then here we have it starting with The Force Awakens. Yeah. So we're kind of assuming, okay, The Force Awakens in the good guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I still am a big believer that it's uh, it's all a big ploy to Ben Demption because we talk about him. You know, Ben talks about struggling with the light side. Yeah. Yeah. And that. Yeah. And then the last Jedi, which, you know, Luke dies saving people. But ultimately, that to me feels more of actually a shift to the dark side. And then the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. You know, I think is going to be a shift from the dark to the light. Yeah, I mean, the like the last Jedi has its moments, but really the resistance is beat to smithereens and and it picked right up yeah. after the Force Awakens where the new republic is just destroyed. So mm-hmm. that's yeah, right right like the tail end of that movie going into the last Jedi, the bad guys are winning. So you're right. I mean, and it's even got all the red and the dark and the it's got a darkness mm-hmm. to it, so it's definitely meant to be more of that darker, you know, middle uh movie, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. I mean, it's like I feel like. So what does that mean then? If it's if this is going to be a lighter move, I mean, it's it's it, Ray wins. Ben comes back, and they like I mean, again, like our transmission said there just moments ago that they're going to fight Palpatine and they're going to win. Do you see? Mm-hmm. Do you see any and major then- twist or anything that could? Really shock us, other than just the reveal of maybe who Ray is. That could be a big reveal. Ben coming back could be the, a cool little twist that people maybe don't see coming. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be played played safe. I I mean, I think I think J.J. Abrams is. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of people are like Force Awakens was way too close to the original. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you and you and I have dis, have strongly disagreed with that because it would, you know, I don't I don't think it should be. I don't have a problem with that because it should mirror it is how is how you and I view it. Yeah. Yep. It should. It should mirror. It doesn't have to be an exact copy, but it should mirror it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if it's just, if it's just 
you know, Kylo Ren stays, goes full dark side and Ray beats him. That's just going to be kind of boring. Like, what would be the point? What would have been all that build up? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you and I, you and I, after rewatching Last Jedi, I think there's way more character growth for for Kylo Ren than there is for Ray. Ray is almost more of a plot device. The more the more I the more I go back and rewatch those two movies, I mean, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to cram a lot of Ray backstory into this movie and make it seem important. Sure. It, it to me it, it feels way more. Um, and we had we had read this a while ago. I can't remember if we talked about it on air or not. Um, but it's really more of the Skywalker saga is continuing, but instead of being being told. Th- uh, to us through it through you know in the prequels it's kind of through Anakin and um, you know Obi-Wan's eyes mm-hmm. yeah and in four five and six it's really being told through us through Luke's eyes now it's being told through us through almost an outsider's eyes in in Ray's in, in, in Ray's eyes this is this is kind of the way other people see it but I still think it's that Skywalker story which is the the important yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I do. You know, I moments ago I was asking like sort of what would maybe be some of the twist you would see in in this in in, in the Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to go ahead and do this because I think we're having a great conversation. I'm going to read one more transmission that I think is I was just kind of glancing over it. Absolutely. Cuz it's huge and it's from Bill Zettelmoyer and who yeah, who we've talked to before and thinks this is Captain Bill um sort of a Ray origin theory and I'm going to go with this because there's we, we've talked about it. Other people have mentioned it, but he kind of spells it all out here. So here we go. Um, hello, Matt and Ezra. Thank you uh, for, for taking my transmission. This week I'd like to discuss a theory that has been growing in my head while traveling the galaxy. All right, this is great. Um, it's a bit of an old one, but I feel that I've gotten a strong theory where Lucasfilm may be going with this trilogy. The rise of Skywalker refers to Rey. And I'll tell you right now. When I first saw the title, that's what I thought. When I I, I was like, it's Ray. Oh my God, it's Ray. Yeah, it, this is amazing. Ray is a sky. You know, I was just like, this is this is epic. So let's let's see where where Captain Bill takes us. Uh, many times, we cannot see the true vision of the story until we see the final act. And I'm hoping the same will happen with this trilogy. Something that has bothered me for some time now has been the fact that the sequel trilogy doesn't seem to fit the mold of the first two trilogies. In the prequels, Anakin Skywalker was the central character, a poor slave boy on a desert planet who grew up to become a powerful Jedi who eventually became a powerful Sith Lord. In the original trilogy, Luke Skywalker was the central character, a poor farm boy on a desert planet who grew uh, to become a powerful Jedi uh, who would help redeem his father and save the galaxy from the grasp of the Emperor. In the sequel trilogy, we meet Rey, a poor scavenger girl on a desert planet Uh, who grows to become a powerful Jedi who faces off against Kylo Ren and the First Order. Except Rey isn't a Skywalker in the saga that Lucasfilm has deemed the Skywalker saga. So, how can Rey be the central character of the final trilogy of the Skywalker saga and not be a Skywalker? Um, It just doesn't make sense, and I've been struggling with that since... Kylo Ren told her that her parents were filthy junk traders. Also, Luke having no recollection of Rey during uh, The Last Jedi made most viewers believe that she is not a Skywalker. So if the central character of the final trilogy isn't a Skywalker, 
why would this trilogy be part of the Skywalker saga? Uh, the answer is uh, the answer is that she is in fact a Skywalker, but we've been looking uh, to her relation to Luke as a parent when we should have been looking further back. Okay, since the start of the sequel trilogy, I finally started to get into the literature, and as I've said before, the canon novels have been a crucial part to this saga. Uh, Chuck Wendig's Aftermath series especially gives us clues as to how this trilogy ends. Uh, but let's backtrack even further to see how this ties into the prequel trilogy as well. We already know that Anakin was a creation of Palpatine's. He was seeking a perfect force being, and in creating Anakin and manipulating him to choose the dark side, he created the, the perfect lord to carry out his wishes to enable Palpatine to control the galaxy. And it worked for quite some time until Vader's love of family led to his redemption. So Vader supposedly kills Palpatine, but we know in Aftermath novels and Star Wars Battlefront 2 that he had a contingency plan if the Empire falls to the Rebels. He created clones of himself, so it stands to reason that he would have, um, that he would have Skywalker blood from Vader to help him create a new powerful force being should the contingency need to be enacted. He also gave certain individuals instructions to get the unknown regions, um, yeah, to get the unknown regions which they carried out. Okay, what happened next? We assume that this is where Snoke came from and where the First Order gained its strength. But is that it? Surely Palpatine would have more plans than just to travel to the unknown region and find some ugly dude uh, to, to be in charge of the new empire. <laughs> um, he, had to have plan, he had to have a plan to take control once again. Otherwise, why have a contingency? And who would be his next Vader? Uh, Snoke? Of course not. Kylo Ren? He has Skywalker blood, but he is strong. But is he strong enough in the Force to be as strong as Vader? No. In the prequels, we had to go through two apprentices until Anakin, um, until Anakin was read was ready. So he set forth plans to create a new Force being from the powerful Skywalker blood to eventually take the mantle of Sith Lord. Enter Rey. We know from the novels that Jakku is a very is very strong with the Force, especially the dark side. What if Palpatine created Rey the same way he created Anakin and arranged it for her to be isolated on Jakku where the Force would absorb into her and guide her without her knowing? She was alone, uh, sad that her parents had abandoned her, unsure of who, she is of, of who she is raised to look after and rely on herself, all ingredients to be easily led down the path to the dark side. That would explain why she is so powerful with the Force at such an early stage, and also why she gets pulled to the dark side so often. Having uh, Anakin's blood would also um, explain why his lightsaber called to her. It called to its owner, and it would also explain her Force vision in uh, The Force Awakens. So the question then is, how does she fall to the dark side? The answer could be because her heart has been broken by Kylo Ren, after he killed uh, her father figure Han Solo, uh, caused her mentor Luke to become one with the Force, and destroyed the source of her hope when he kills Princess Leia in the third act. Now, in all his anger, all she needs to do is strike him down and take her place by his side. 
So now we have the full plan unveiled. Palpatine was the puppet master once again behind the rise of the First Order and the events of the final trilogy. And he now will reunite with his greatest apprentice reborn as Rey Skywalker to rule the galaxy. The clues were there all along. We just didn't see it until the big reveal in the final act. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this theory. Uh, I know there have been similar ones floating around, but uh, how do you think this, this theory meshes with pulling all all three trilogies together. It answers most of the questions I had to this trilogy in a way that makes sense. Thanks again for me reading my transmission, and may the force be with you always, Captain Bill. Wow. Yeah. Well written, by the way. Um, I like it. And I like the... Just the, like the... it's makes sense. The, the tie-ins. I think the coolest part about what, what Captain Bill did there is try to tie everything all together. And ask the question, mm-hmm. you know, okay, Anakin Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, who's the main character here? Why don't we have a Skywalker wrapping up the Skywalker saga? Is it Ben Solo? Is he, is that who it's supposed to be? And But really, the, the we're seeing the story, you know, through Rey. Rey is our, our main, our protagonist. So, yeah, I mean, very interesting. I don't believe that she's no one. I do believe she's she's someone very important, and there is a lot to be said. There there was a secret facility on Jakku, um, that is Gallius Rex and, and Admiral Sloan and and that novel. They went there. It's a great trilogy. If you guys want to go read it, it's fantastic, and it's all about the contingency plan. It is all about it. And I, I one of the lines I love: Why have a contingency plan uh, if you don't plan on if, if if a part of it is not bringing yourself back into you know, uh, the, the leadership role. Like, okay, if this fails, here's my contingency plan, not just to continue on his empire, but for him to continue on himself and to rule. You know, I don't think he's really cares too much about if he's not there, it doesn't really matter. He's, he's gonna, he wants to reign, you know, and, and be the puppet master, if you will. Yeah. So no, I'm no, no, I think that's, yeah, that's a really good point. That's a, that's, I mean, that's a very, yeah, well written transmission and, um, I, the only thing I think about mm-hmm. is a lot of the stuff that they tell us in books, which is great. It's a lot of backstory. Um, and it could allude to things that we see happen in the movies, but you can't just throw something into a movie where you've had all this backstory in books and have it stick. Mm-hmm. Because the average movie watcher isn't going to have any clue what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to. I mean, I think I think a contingency plan is something that they they could spell out. But you're going to have to carve out five to ten minutes at least to tell us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's it seems like to me there's a there's a lot of stuff you're going to have to have to spell out in this movie. Um, and to really and to really do the full contingency plan, um, that's gonna take like I think that's gonna take like ten minutes because you're gonna have to have. I think it's a lot easier to have Palpatine have just lived on through the Force, the the clone. I mean the cloning thing and and all of that. And I get it. And I, I I'm not discrediting it at all. I just think if they if that is the route they're going, they're gonna have to spend quite a bit of time explaining it. Yeah, and, and I, the, the other thing I'll say here uh, about this transmission to with with Captain Bill is that when we look at the books and we try to translate book to, to, to movie and stuff, there's actually as as he said, it's just something that's there. It was laid as this sort of foundation, 
And yeah, they've done nothing, you know, in the movie, all they have to do now is sort of say, you know, like have a flashback to this girl being, you know, to her being marched around a facility in, you know, on, on Jakku or someone's staying, you know, who knows? I don't know. There, there's different ways in which they can kind of give these flashbacks to her being a clone of some kind and someone mm-hmm. being there, you know, to, to process the, all, all of that. Or maybe... Maybe you have a scene where Palpatine or someone is over her, kind of blocking her memory and rearranging it in such a way. And then, who knows? They, but you're right; they would have to take a little bit of time to do it, and they're going to have to, uh, regardless, to explain how Palpatine is back um, and what's going on. Absolutely, they're going to have to do something there. So that alone is one thing. If, and I would say this, even when you talk about Ray's origin, you're going to have to carve out some time for that too. And if you if you if right. you decide she is just that she's more than no one. Well, then you got to tell us who she is, and how how are you going to do that? You're going to have to take some time. Now, if it happens to tie back into the books and stuff, that's really cool, and that means they've been, you know, laying down some of this groundwork for a long time and working with people. Or there's been there's been an overarching like outline um, that that people kind of knew a, a, a direction to take this. You know, you need to say nothing more to Chuck Windig than like uh, the the Emperor had a, had a contingency plan where he was setting up, um, you know, this plan in which he could live on and he was going to preserve the empire and what was known as the first order make that happen have him land on a planet called jakku and this whole thing go down so i, I actually that's another part to star to the creation of star wars and story group that i would love to get some some insight on i would love to know how uh, how far they have things mapped out and and are they really thinking that far ahead and trying to integrate all of this you know that would be really cool to kind of see because that wasn't that many years it was four or five years ago right when those books came out or whatever so right right at the start yeah not that long yeah not that long yeah so you know that's pretty neat now the other thing i the the only um piece that i'm wondering about here is that then what would this make so ray would be a skywalker but would she be um anakin's i don't know like does it matter is she a daughter of anakin's or is she just a manipulation of the of, of, of the four because it seems to be more than clone well she'd be she'd be right she would be somewhat of a clone she'd be um, I mean, you could call her, you know, your daughter. It's kind of like, uh, spoiler alert, Logan, mm-hmm. right? How the girl is, you know, Patrick, uh, you know, Patrick Star, Patrick Stewart. Uh, I almost called him John Luke Picard because we were talking about Star Trek earlier. <laughs> yeah, Professor X. Yeah, you know, refers to her as, you know, she's your daughter. Yeah, yep. And so it could be something like that. Yeah, yeah, it could be. So it would be she'd be Luke's sister she'd be <laughs> she would be luke's sister she would be kylo ren's and yeah be a little yeah which if which if hey, hey man game of thrones has taught us anything you know it's okay but the other so. thing what could have happened and what did happen in the eu uh in the thrawn trilogy is that palpatine did actually get luke's old hand he got his hand and the lightsaber yeah and he used that to create um Luke or whatever his freaking name is, the clone that he makes of Luke. So he could actually have done something like that and taken some some of that, um, you know, material, uh, DNA, whatever genetics, and and created Ray from from Luke. So again, you know, people have brought up that JJ, the first scene that he had that he ended up cutting because it got leaked or whatever, he got kind of pissed, was the hand floating through space with the lightsaber. Or not with the lightsaber. Wow. Maybe it was just the hand floating through space. It was Skywalker's hand. That was that was rumored wow. like the big that it got leaked and he was like not happy about it and so took it out. 
which <laughs> was crazy because there's a whole story there. Maz was like, that's another story for another time as to how she got the lightsaber, where it came from. Right. You yeah. Know, that whole thing is 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 there's something there in JJ's mind. Well, you know, that's a character, too, that is going to have to have some screen time. And that's a character that a lot of people have not talked about because, you know, she appears in in seven. And like you said, that's a story for another time yeah. is like referenced in eight. Uh, but I feel like she's going to have to show up at nine and we're going to get some sort of reveal from her. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's like we talk about people who are storytellers or who could. Who could give us information that we don't have? And we think of Moz, who's been around for what? She been? She's old. She's mm-hmm. and she. Yeah, and maybe and maybe they ha- maybe she's a character that they had to add in more because of you know Carrie Fisher. Yeah, that to tell the story. And that and that's something to think of. You know, talk about too. Like you know, I've talked many times about that. Yeah. To see what the plans were had Carrie Fisher lived, and I bet that we'll get a lot of a lot of lines that we'll get from Maz in Episode Nine will be stuff that was going to be information that was going to be given by Leia, but they have to rearrange it. Sure, yeah, and they could pass they could divvy some of it up to even you know maybe uh, they've rearranged it to where Lando could tell some of the story uh, or something. And they, there's even been those talks of like you know they're bringing Harrison Ford back for a quick little um, Luke brings back his Force essence or presence and he's not there physically or even a manifestation like a force ghost but he's speaking to ben or someone else you know so yeah right they, they, maybe maybe you maybe you have recorded lines like they did with liam neeson in episode two sure yeah yeah exactly so that all would be kind of neat but yeah you're right we haven't talked much about moz we don't really know how maybe she would fit in maybe we should do an episode on that and kind of figure out uh what her role will be because i've thought a lot about what lando may tell us about Jakku and who left Rey there, uh, or maybe she was born there in the Jakku laboratory or was a clone or something. Yeah. You know, who knows? I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, as we get, as we get closer, once we get that second trailer, you know, you and I, when episode seven was coming up, we like, we had kind of like pieced it out because we just feel like we saw so much of that movie with last Jedi. That was not the case. We were not there. They, they really, I think held back a lot more in the, yeah. In, in ton, you know, this movie, I think, is going to be different. I think we're going to get a lot. I think we're going to see a lot of this movie Yeah. Um, go, going into it because they really want to, you know, push, hey, can this be the biggest box office movie ever? Yeah, sure. They it's, the end, it's the end of Star Wars. I mean, you know, air quote, end, end of Star Wars. Yeah, but yeah. the end of, like, the main kind of main line, um, you know, and um, Disney already had a movie just break. I think this week, uh, box the full time box office record uh, with Avengers. Mm-hmm. You know, could you know? Let's close up the year strong with with Star Wars. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll 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 see. But you know, you and I should talk. We should do an episode where we kind of break down how much time we think because there's other characters too. I mean, if this we don't know the the runtime for this, but my guess is it's going to be the longest Star Wars movie ever. I hope. I mean, I think it's going to be at least two and a half hours. Yep. At least two and a half hours. Um, and if that's the case, you know, we've got to have time for, for whatever they use, they're using from Leia. Time for, um, you know, there's going to be some Luke Force Ghost stuff. You've got to set, you've got to have time to finish. I mean, think about all the arcs you've got. You've got um, Finn and Rose. Mm-hmm. You have to do something with that. Yep. Possibly DJ coming back. You're gonna have to introduce Palpatine, introduce why he's still around, 
Um, does he have some connection to Ray? If it is parentage, that's going to, I mean, you're talking, that could be, you know, spread out throughout the movie, 20 to 30 minutes. Sure. Yeah. Um, and throughout, throughout different scenes, you know, foreshadowing and then building and then building. And then that's the end. You've got to bring back Lando. You've got to have his origin story. I mean, think about, uh, the force awakens. How much time was it? I mean, it was like a 50, you know, was it like five, 10, 15 minutes? where Han shows up and they're on the ship and, you know, they're getting the Millennium Falcon, you know, bah, you know, all that, all that stuff. Yep. They get, the smugglers, they get, you know, all that stuff. That's like, really, you could pull that entire thing out of the movie and it doesn't really matter, but it does eat up time in your, in your allotted time because you have to move the story in a certain way. I mean, to get this guy from here and, and do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. And, and in that situation, right, you know, Han is getting to know, uh, Ray and Ray, Finn, you know, right. yeah, which is cool. Just yeah. rebuild that sort of she she, you know, she likes this this fatherly figure that's just stepped into her life is a good guy and all yeah all this cool stuff learns about the Jedi, so yeah it, it has to it's such an art I think to put a movie together you know and, and to think about like you said oh, how much time um, how can we keep characters together you can do things like it sounds like a lot since they they do have quite a large I mean decent size uh, cast here you know what characters that we really care about. You've got your your main three kind of going on this adventure. You've got, you know, Poe and Finn and Ray uh, going on this adventure. And people have noted, by the way, that R two D two is like not involved. It looks like, and C three PO is, and yeah, I think well, C three PO is a Skywalker with yellow eyes. I'm just gonna say, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. So, uh, but but yeah, I think something big's gonna happen with uh, with R two at the end. Something. Yeah, I mean, they'll have something to do with Chewbacca. Yeah, you know, they've, they've got to, they've got to do something with him. I mean, there's a lot of characters, a lot of moving pieces. Hux, mm-hmm. yeah, um, Kylo, you know, Kylo Ren. I mean, there's a lot, of, and it looks like we're definitely going to get some flashbacks, you know, at, at some point. So sure, sure, yeah. There's a, I think there, there's a, there's a lot to cram in this movie. It's either going to be really fast paced or they're going to cut stuff, which I hope isn't the case. Yeah, leave it all. I mean, just tell your story. I don't care how long it takes. I, I want to see it. I want to really. You know, see what the whole vision is, and yeah, I'm I'm excited. Go three hours. I mean, Avengers did it, so you know, it's like whatever. They was super long, and they were kind of worried about it, and like, oh, what are we gonna do? No, people sit and watch it, and it ends up, you know, being yeah. The last the last Jedi was two hours and thirty three minutes, so I think that was the longest. Okay, yeah. So I say, go for it. You know, uh, forty two two hours and forty five minutes. Take it three hours. I I honestly would not care. Five hours. You know, I wouldn't care. I mean, they've done. Look, look at Lord of the Rings, look at Endgame and, and some of these movies that have done so well and people are so locked in. You get kind of worried, like, oh, it's going to be too long. People are going to, that'll be the criticism that, is that it's too long. So what? I mean, if that's yeah. the only criticism and like, man, it was really long. I wonder if they could have cut this or that out. No, no, it's, it's, it's all worth it. So, but mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Um, so that was good. I'm glad we got into some of Ray's origin uh, there at, at the end with Captain Bill and I. Um, we're going to have to, if you guys have transmissions on Moz and some of these other characters and the rise of Skywalker, I, I would absolutely love to hear them. And this whole bit on, on Palpatine, I, it's not going to go away. And I wonder if somebody out there listening has like a really outside of the box, just sort of crazy theory. I, 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 I know you have to be kind of vulnerable to send something, something like that in, but I mean, we're not we're not into trash and theories and stuff like that. We love to take something and see how we can make it work and see if we can help it along, if you will. So, you know, if you're if you're sitting on something like that and you're thinking about sending it to to, to Mike Zero, please don't. 
Please don't. Just uh-uh, send it to us, okay? <laughs> so, oh, man. All right, buddy. All right, man. Well, all right. It is. Uh, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. In our next episode, we'll continue to discuss your transmissions. Send us your Star Wars theories, origin stories, or favorite uh, moments from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We'll see you in a week, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the life empty platform and are only available if prescribed subscription required individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.